This is Harrison Kim, and you're listening to Working With People by PaveStep. The Working With People podcast is for executives, managers, and people leaders. We bring people experts together to provide you with relevant content on how to think about and manage your most important asset, your talent. Hi, Mark. How are you? I'm fantastic. How are you doing today? I am good. Where are you calling in from? I'm calling in from Napanee, Ontario. Awesome. 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 So um, I'm really excited to have you here. You've got a whole bunch of different interesting stories and, and insights from your uh, careers, but let's start with, you know, tell us who you are and what you do. Yeah, so I'm a uh, CEO of a accounting business consulting firm up in uh, Eastern Ontario. I have a crew of about 100 uh, full-time staff uh, and I have 13 owners. So it's kind of uh, my job is to manage uh, the relationship, drive the strategy and uh, make sure our people, uh, you know, Kind of, we have enough people that we continue to uh, meet our growth strategy uh, over the next five years. Awesome, awesome. So today we're going to be talking about leadership, culture, innovation, all sorts of fun things, right? So um, let's start talking about what effective leadership looks like. In your experience, what are some of the most important qualities, right, or behaviors or characteristics that make a great leader or a manager? Sure. So the first thing I think you have to be authentic. You have to be yourself. I think uh, that some people try and mimic other uh, leadership styles and it comes across fake or phony. And I think mm-hmm. people will see through that very quickly. But uh, first of all, be authentic. Next, uh, you have to be a human. You know, you show your staff that, you know, you go, you put your shoes on in the morning, uh, you have family, you have the different life outside of work. And, and you know, you come to work each day uh, with a smile, with a great attitude and that you're, you know, you're there with them. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not more important to them that we all have jobs to do. Uh, I think great leaders run the play. They understand the strategy. They show up every day. They know what their job is and they know how to hold other people accountable for their work um, and recognize that every spoke in the wheel is important. So to, you know, we hear about it all the time, you know, treat the, the CEO should treat the janitor just like a CEO or treat people equally. hundred percent believe that everybody has a job to do when we show up. And the, and, you know, it's important for that leader to understand what that job is, what's the expectation of the job, hold people accountable, but allow people to thrive in their job, to be able to execute on their own without, you know, micromanaging the position. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they are great listeners. Uh, they have mm-hmm. approachability, you know, staff feel comfortable to get them. They have a trust factor built within them. You know, I think right, that's right. really important. Um, I also think, you know, they work hard. I think there's no uh, shortage that if you expect your staff to work hard or your team to work hard, you've got to be a hard worker. Generally, to me, it's uh, know when to have fun, but also understand that a high-performing team has to work hard. Uh, They have to be lean and mean. Uh, They have to be recession-proof. And I think uh, that's, uh, you know, actions speak louder than words. So when you're out there, you know, Mm -hmm. people, people recognize your time is valuable because of, you know, just for your actions. Gotcha. Yeah. No. And when you talk about, you know, actions speak louder than words and, 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 and things like that, role modeling is so important when it comes to leadership, right? Um, you know, that's how you create the culture within your organization to really have people uh, really kind of mimic your behavior and what you do. And that's how you want to create a successful company, right? So. 100%. Yeah. I think the one thing, other thing I would, is that you want to serve people. I really think great leaders have this ability to want to serve other people. You have to have that as a passion to want to see people be successful. And I think uh, making that time uh, to 
stop, ask questions, uh, be be able to um, you know take someone's career where they're maybe struggling or they just don't understand where they're at. Be able to have tough conversations with them. But once you built the trust and you're willing to, you know, I really want to mentor you. I really want to give you all of me to make sure you you you're successful in your dreams or your goals or wherever you want to go. Sometimes it's not that they're even there for a career. It could be a mm-hmm. stopover, right? But you show them that investment. I think that goes a long way. I mean, I think that that uh, serving uh, service leadership we hear about their servant leadership. Um, yeah, it's critical. But if you can really, if you're really truly passionate about driving your people forward and serving them, I think. Uh, you really go a long way building the trust with them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you've kind of alluded to this point around when you were talking about you know having tough conversations, holding people accountable, and you know, serving them ultimately so that they can grow and they can develop. Of course, feedback is one component that kind of touches on those things. Um, can you talk a little bit about the importance of being able to give and receive feedback as a manager, right, or a leader within an organization? Oh, I think that's, I think those pulse checks uh, are, are critical. I think um, when someone's off course, the quicker that you can get to them and have that, you know, one-to-one with them and literally, it's, it, it's simple, you know, what's the expectation of the job? And if you ask yourself, if, do they know the expectation? Because a lot of times I catch uh, junior leaders yeah. in a position where they, you know, they're constantly coming to a meeting, they're complaining about somebody and I say, okay, what are you going to do about it, right? Do I need to do something or do you and I say, what's the expectation of their job? Well, it's this, do they know the expectation? And you prove to me that you can observe them doing their job. And there's a pause, right? It's like, oh, I'm sure. So, okay, well, that changes the course. But, you know, let's just say they know the expectation and they're, and they're not meeting it. People want to do a good job. Like yeah. people don't wake up in the morning and say, I'm going <laughs> to screw up today, right? Like they, they yeah, just want, yeah. they want to do a good job. And for most part, they leave if you haven't communicated thinking they've done a good job. Let's just, let's just say they're not natural ones to look in the mirror and reflect and say, well, that was a crappy day. Did I ever suck today, <laughs> right? No, they, they're going to walk away thinking they're doing a great job. And, and, then, and then how many boardroom meetings do you see where we complain about people's performance and we never do anything about it? So mm-hmm. the faster you learn to go out there and have those conversations, again, if you built the trust and the person thinks you want them to do, you know, you're there for them, you're on their side it's easier to have those conversations, but to set them straight, say, here's the expectation, here's what I'm observing, and here's how we're going to go forward, and ask them, you know, how do they think they can do that? You know, is that within their power to do that? Or even stop and say, hey, you're off course, how do we get back on course? And you hear this, they'll solve the problem themselves 99% of the time, and they feel like, well, they've empowered, I'm going to do it. And I just look at them and say, like, Hey, you told me you're going to do this. Let's do it. When, when can we follow up with you? When, you know, I'm going to watch this. I'm going to see you succeed. You know, you drop the good buzzwords that you believe in them and we can change course. Man, 99% of the time, the action changes. The behavior change or the action changes. You know, there's yeah. 1%. Hey, you got to deal with it differently. But I, I'm going to say the quicker we get on to people that aren't meeting expectations, it's it's so easy to drive that performance. Yeah, and and. You know, when we talk about these more hard conversations, right, um, it's a real, really a critical skill for managers that I think most co- companies just don't do a great job of teaching these managers, right? Um, oh, I agree. Yeah. I mean, the <laughs> last thing you want is having this awkward place for both employee and the manager where the employee isn't performing, isn't happy in, in their job. And, and, you know, typically speaking, they want to be at a place where they're contributing and they're being recognized and they're doing a good job, right? So... Yeah, no, 100%. So outside of having these, you know, difficult conversations, which we know is a a very common challenge for leaders and managers, I think across all levels, frankly, um, what are some other ones that come to your mind? 
Well, I think uh, separating Bud to boss is a tough one, especially if you're per- mm. getting promoted within your, you know, within your group, you know, you've worked hard to get this promotion. It's really trying to get out of the day to day and start to see a little bit bigger picture. I think mm. that's a, uh, a real critical skill set for young leaders uh, as they're emerging. Uh, how do I, how do I separate myself from my peer group that, you know, now that I have to maybe come back and manage or lead. Right. Um, I think that's tough. I think, um, Delivering on strategic strategy, understand you really understand what the strategy is. What are we trying to accomplish this year? And are, do you have your strategic actionables out in front of you daily? And is that driving your day? We fill our day with checking our emails and making ourselves feel good, right? Feel <laughs> yeah, good emails. Yeah. They're awesome, right? Oh, I sent 35 emails today. I feel really good. And then when you come to the strategic plan review quarterly or something, you go, oh, I, haven't, I haven't moved the dial on any of those. But if you change it, right, you put like five strategic actionables on a piece of paper every day and you say, that's, that's all I'm doing today. I'm going to make sure I get those done. You're going to see your, your time management goes right through the roof, right? There's 24 hours. doesn't matter how you want to spend them. You want to spend them on the nice, the feel goods, or you want to spend them on the strategic stuff. Um, you're, you're going to find you'll have more time for a lot of other things when you're starting to really isolate your time working on projects that are really towards the company vision and goals for you know, short-term or long-term 30, 60, 90, or it could be farther out. Um, I think that's, that's really important. Uh, I think really be able to be in a people person. Honestly, I, I think, mm. I think mastering people, you never really master them. They're always changing your new, your new hires that are coming out younger, yeah, uh, yeah, coming out of yeah. university. They're totally different than some of your veteran staff. And they're all differently managed, right? And leading them, they need to be led differently. Some of them are at the beginning of their career. Some of them are at their, you know, not their tail end, but are, are you know, they, they've hit the pinnacle of where they want to be. So working nine to five, Monday to Friday is really important to them because they've got all of this other stuff. And then you've got someone new coming through the door who's had all the answers at their fingertips for the last five years or 10 years of their lives. They want instant answers. They want yeah, gratification yeah. now. And I think learning how to really master, um, leading people at all, treating people as an individual, uh, treating every, getting to know people beyond, you know, your number at work, understand who their family is, understand what drives them, understand their favorite sports team. Like that's really the people piece to build the trust is, is, uh, something I stro- I stress to my team is like, go talk to your team today. I don't right, care. Just right. go, go have connections. We have uh, work retreats all the time where we just go out and there's no agenda. It blows people's mind, right? What's the agenda <laughs> show up and leave. That's it. What do you mean? Show up and leave. We climbed a mountain the other day with our executives and our, and our owners. And I, I got asked about six times, what's the agenda? Like, what's our agenda? <laughs> let, let me guess. You're going to say something at the top of this big hill, right? We're going to do some. It's like, no, it's just networking and connecting. What do you mean? We haven't seen each other in 18 months. Like we've been yeah, spread yeah. out. We've been at home. I just want you to talk. And <laughs> sure enough, they get up, they come down. You know, we go out, we have some lunch, you know, it's a great day. And all the way home, all I got was feedback. Well, that was really good. That was awesome. I thought it was going to tank because we didn't have an agenda. I was like, that was the agenda, right? Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, it's really, you know, I, th- I think sort of get off topic there, but it's, it's um, you know, I think the people side of it is you have, you have to, you have to understand it. You, if you're going to move anywhere in, it doesn't matter where you are. It's, if you don't, if you don't really take time to understand people, and if you don't really care about people, you're probably going to be limited where you're going to go in your career. Yeah. So and it's, yeah. I mean, those organic moments are important. 
right? I mean, not you know, for a lot of different things, not just relationships within the workplace, not just teamwork, but like innovation is another component where a lot of companies fall short with this kind of remote work environment where everything is just kind of like day to day. Here's my five tasks that I'm going to check, 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 check. Um, you know, whereas when you want to drive innovation, creativity and problem solving with your team members, those organic moments, whether it's in person or whether it's more spontaneous, whatever it is, um, you know, they're, they're really powerful. Yeah, there's a lot to be learned at the water cooler. Yeah. yeah. In the hallways, back hallways, going up and down the hallway, sitting with your team at lunchtime and having a conversation and just be listening. What's going yeah. on, right? What's the temp check? What's their flavor? You learn a lot about your people then. And I agree with the innovation piece. Uh, you don't grow if you don't hear feedback from your staff. Yeah. They know, right? They're frontline, they're the frontline soldiers, I say. They're tell they they'll feed us all the problems that our clients are having will come back from your teammates, uh, from your team. Yeah. So on that topic, you know, there's obviously over the last 18 months, many companies have been remote or kind of hybrid in some, some ways. Um, how do, you know, how does leadership look in, in a virtual setting versus in an office setting? I think you touched on a lot of these things, but anything that leaders and managers should really be mindful of when they're, you know, working with a hybrid workforce. Don't forget the trust that we gained when we had to gain it. Don't for, mm -hmm. don't forget you know, as we move to a hybrid workforce, you know, all of a sudden the trust that we sent our staff out in three days with a computer and a laptop and said, go do the work, <laughs> yeah. how much work we got accomplished. All of a sudden we had trust overnight. Don't take that trust away. I think that's going to be an interesting piece to coming back. You know, the word hybrid, you know, I'm not sure. I, I'm concerned with one thing about the whole, when we went virtual, mm. how do you, how do you create, how do you keep your culture together? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. How do you how do you create the communities that you had when you see somebody at the water water cooler? And I know that I know that strong relationships were very were able to maintain right. We were able to maintain that versus work uh, whatever you use Microsoft Works whatever you're using yeah, Skype. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're able to maintain that. It was because you were texting that person or you sat you you wanted to have a conversation with you. You had purposeful conversations with them which suffered was the weak conversation or the weak relationship. So the new employee that doesn't see mm. you at the coffee, they were left stranded. So I think those people are 18 months behind. How do we pull them back in and build the community? So you really have to have uh, a sense of urgency to go back, look at your mentorship programs, your training programs and say, okay, what do we learn? But we still have to be able to build that strong relationship. And I'm not sure virtually that we're able to really yeah. without without really multiple focus touch points in a week where you might have might have done that bi-monthly, you need to do it weekly, right? You needed to you needed to over communicate as a leader, yeah, to, till you built that strong relationship and opened the door and got people used to, hey, I'm just going to drop you a question today. When you get to it, no problem. Like the forms of communication had to be brought along, but I know for my team, I forced them to have like 15 minute little huddle ups with the staff each week. We used to do it each month. We used to have a one-to-one -one meeting each month. No, we need to do it each week. You can't lose anybody. We got to make sure they're safe, they're healthy. How's their family doing? Again, create those strong relationships, handle the objections and the trouble we were having just with internet speeds and rural communities and everything else. But, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. but we survived. So I think, you know, I, I just think you have to over-communicate when you're not in the office, when you don't have those accidental conversations or collisions you have to make it somehow. And yeah. that, that's been it. That's a challenge. It, it really is. Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. Awesome. I mean, those are all the questions that I had. Um, you know, thank you for those in, insightful, insightful answers. Where can the audience find you and your thought leadership, Mark? I can find me on LinkedIn. 
uh, LinkedIn or on Instagram, Instagram on their coach Ford, uh, and then on, on LinkedIn, I'm uh, Mark Ford or at Wilkinson.net uh, uh, under the CEO banner there. But uh, no, that's where you find me hanging out. I really appreciate this. I, I, I was really excited to be here today. Let me tell you, I was, uh, you know, I, but, but I'm a nat, I don't write things down and I actually wrote down a few things today. So that's how, how prepared I was. So people would awesome. laugh to see me actually write something down because I, I never <laughs> usually write things down. So. Perfect, perfect. No, thank you for being here, Mark. Um, and everyone, thank you for listening to Working with People by PaveStep. You know, feel free to check out other episodes on pavestep.com slash podcast. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. You have a great day. Thank you. Cheers.